Reboot your credit card with Apple Card. It gives you unlimited daily cash back that can earn 4.15% annual percentage yield when you open a savings account. A high-yield, low-effort way to grow your money with no fees. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone to start earning and growing your daily cash with savings today. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings is available to Apple Card owners. Subject to eligibility. Savings accounts by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That On a Tuesday, it's all even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbeam as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer. I'm all over the place, man. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment because the page is growing, baby. That All Even Wave, get on that wave. We had a thousand downloads last month. Let's keep the train rolling. Lots to get into. Aaron Rodgers is not going to get traded after all. We got NBA talks. It's pretty much all NBA tonight. We're going to discuss what's going on with the Knicks. We're going to talk Nets basketball as well. All the other playoff games and, you know, do some previews. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. There's a lot of New York Knicks fans right now that are not happy. There's a lot of New York press right now that are miserable. There's a lot of people that are very, very put out in regards to what they're seeing with their New York Knicks. But here's the thing. Why should they be? Why should they be put out and upset? Did they really expect this team to be world beaters when they got to the playoffs this was expected now listen I picked the Knicks in seven because I thought that they were gritty I thought they had a chance to be very good defensively in the series I thought that they would be able to have a better game plan to stifle Trey Young I thought Tom Thibodeau would be able to make certain adjustments but I guess I was wrong And the reason why I was wrong is because the old Nick Fateful fans for me. Game one, they start to harass the Brooklyn Nets. We want Brooklyn. Brooklyn sucks. All this nonsense. You got de Blasio coming out doing his nonsense. I don't have to speak much on de Blasio because he was the runaway candidate for Dummy of the Week last week. But it's always projection with Nick fans. And I warned you. I warned you to live in the moment. Enjoy what you're seeing. Don't project. And what we're seeing is a team that looks like they actually projected ahead of this round. The Knicks don't look prepared. The Knicks don't look like a team that was one of the best stories in the second half of the season. They don't look like that right now because... 
Homer Simpson, shouts to Tom Thibodeau, has not made the proper adjustments. Why, oh why, is Derrick Rose in the starting lineup? The fact that the bench has a negative net rating since he's been inserted into the starting lineup just makes no sense to me. So my thing is, what is Tom Thibodeau doing? What does he see out there that makes him think that they can be able to turn this around playing the way they're playing? They're double-teaming Trey Young. They're allowing guys like DeAndre Hunter and others to be open and hit threes, which they're doing in this series. What is the adjustment? What are the Knicks going to do to fix this? Can they fix this? I don't think they can. Because one of the main issues that I have with the Knicks is not even what they're doing with Trey Young. It's not even the Derrick Rose starting situation. It's Julius Randle. Julius Randle, to me, is the biggest problem on this Knicks team. Julius Randle has played four inefficient games in the playoffs. Awful. Plus minus, awful. Missing layups, awful. It's all bad. It's all bad. And what have I seen? I have not seen any tweaks to his game, any adjustments. It's the same old, I'm just going to put my head down and barrel to the basket and figure it out. It's not working because the defense that Atlanta's playing is actually pretty good. They've taken off Julius Randle's angles. They're making things hard for him. He likes to jump up in the air and pass, which is the worst thing that you can possibly do as a basketball player. They always tell you that. So how are they going to get better? I don't, I don't see it. I don't see how. Should Emmanuel quickly get more minutes? Possibly. But Tom Thibodeau really doesn't like to depend on rookies. So there's a, there's a conundrum happening here. Do the Knicks have enough fight to be able to win this game? I believe they have the fight. But do they have the talent to compete? That's where I'm going to say no. Trey Young is just too much. They don't have somebody that can be able to match that firepower. They just don't. When Alec Burke is the guy that has one of the, the highest scoring outputs in this series, you got problems. You got real big problems. And that's where the Knicks find themselves. There's a myriad of issues. But Julius Randle, as I've said before, is the biggest one. And also, too, you have to start thinking long term. Supermax eligible, possibly. What are you going to do with a Julius Randle? $35 million going to be something that the organization is going to want to invest in. Is he a number one? No, he's not. Is he a number two? No, he's not. He's a number three. And is it smart to pay number three guys on your team in regards to scoring and your best player $35 plus million? No, it's not. So what the Knicks need to do is they need to find their alpha dog. They need to find their second dog, and then you can be able to negotiate with Randall after. But if it was up to me, honestly, I'd say, hey, Randall, thank you for your contribution here in New York, but we are not going a dime over $27 million a year. 
And if you want that, there's the door. Go seek it. Because, like I always say, people play to the back of their baseball cards or their basketball cards, whatever you want to say. If you want to use a basketball reference for basketball, it's fine. Julius Randle is what he is. He's a guy that has a lot of skill. He's a master of none. And he will be erratic from time to time when things break down. Now, if that's what you want to invest in long term, hey, go ahead. But don't expect to get any farther than what you are now, honestly. So the Knicks have a lot of soul searching to do come tomorrow. And they also have a lot of soul searching to do come the offseason. There's a lot of changes that may possibly be in store for the Knicks. Maybe they'll go big game fishing and wait for a disgruntled star to break the news across the teleprompter and say, star wants out, blah, 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 blah. These are his destinations, blah, 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 Knicks. Because that's what I always hear. Somebody wants out of their situation. Here's where they want to go, blah, 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 Knicks. And then Knicks fans get crazy. And maybe this might be the year that the Knicks get what they want. So I'm curious to see how all of this plays out. But I can guarantee you this series, this series is over. Whether it's over tomorrow, whether it's over Friday, whether it's over in game seven. The moral of the story is that it's over. Switching gears, though, to the Brooklyn Nets and Boston Celtics. Brooklyn is up 68 to 56, 842 in the third quarter. Jason Tatum is having a rough go at it tonight. Four for 16 from the field, 11.6 rebounds. Kevin Durant, nine points, three of nine. But the story of the game is obviously James Harden, 21 points, eight rebounds, nine assists in 24 minutes. Kyrie Irving, 15 points. So the Nets are well on their way to winning this series. And they're going to go against the Milwaukee Bucks, which is going to be a fantastic, fantastic series. I can't wait for that. There was never a doubt in my mind that Brooklyn would be able to win this series. They're a better team. Uh, they have more talent. It's just one of those terrible years for Boston. They they just don't have they don't have it this year. And and that's okay. There's times where the injury bug hits you and it's just not your year. I mean, it's a, just chalk it up to bad luck. Lucky gives bad luck. You know, I I don't know. But Boston, you know, they they have Jason Tatum. They got Jalen Brown going forward. Can they be able to rebound? Absolutely, they can be able to rebound and, and come back better next season. But here's the problem. It's not Brad Stevens. It's not Jalen Brown. It's not Marcus Smart. It's Danny Ainge. Can you trust Danny Ainge to be able to get it together? I've talked to a couple Boston fans. Oh, it's not Danny Ainge. He's done well. Really? Really? The guy that's done well, that drafts Grant Williams, the guy that holds all of the draft picks and doesn't go get himself a big bona fide star because he never wants to feel like he lost a trade, that guy, he's doing well, right? 
Because what I see on this roster is a scrappy unit. Not a playoff team. Not a legit NBA roster. I see a scrap unit. So if that's your guy, then maybe you need to change guys. Just saying. For Brooklyn, listen, we all know what it is. The matchup is coming next round where, I honestly, I believe that the Brooklyn Nets season will end. I have Milwaukee winning that series in six. I think Milwaukee is the better team. I really do. All jokes aside, no trolling, no shade, no hate. I don't hate the Brooklyn Nets. I think they're a talented bunch. I think that they're, they have three of the best talented players that's ever played this game. But styles, matchups, all of those particular things matter. They matter. And Milwaukee has the advantage, in my opinion. Is this the test that Brooklyn has needed to possibly show people and wake everybody up and say, we're legit? Absolutely. So if they do that against Milwaukee, I got nothing after that. Sky's the limit for Brooklyn Nets if they beat Milwaukee. I just don't personally see it. I think Milwaukee is going to be the more physical team, the more physically dominating team. They're going to want it more because they've been in a position for the last few years where they were supposed to be title favorites and they end up, you know, crap in the bed. So I I got I got them all the way. But like I said, it's going to be a great series to watch. I can't wait. We're going to see some special, special basketball next round, especially in that series. However, on to some pressing news. It was a very miserable weekend for me. I didn't sleep well, tossed and turned, night sweats, all that stuff, man. It was just miserable. The only good thing that came out of this weekend was my son's birthday. Turn four. It's a highlight of my weekend. But everything else was a nightmare. And the reason why is because the Clippers are back from the dead. What I thought was going to be a weekend of celebration and jubilation and joy turned out to be a complete nightmare. All Dallas had to do was win one game. I wasn't expecting them to sweep the Clippers. I wasn't expecting that. Clippers are a pretty decent team. I wasn't expecting them to get swept. But for them to lose two home games, I got nothing. So Dallas is going to lose to the Clippers, and it shouldn't have been so. I'm beside myself. I I really am. I, I just don't know what to think anymore. Can the Dallas Mavericks be able to pull out the series? Absolutely, they can. Will they? No, I don't think so now. I think the Clippers realize that Dallas is a wounded team, that Luka has that that neck strain or whatever it is, and Porzingis, you don't have to worry about him because he's a walking caution tape. It is what it is. So that was a part of my bad weekend. The other part of my bad weekend 
happened on Sunday. Where the Los Angeles Lakers, up two games to one in the series, take on the hobbled Phoenix Suns as Chris Paul, you know, drags his arm into the building and he can't lift it and it's so dramatic. What are they going to do without Chris Paul? And then guess what happens? I see Anthony Davis warming up before the game. He has a knee sleeve on his left knee. And he's taking one-legged jump shots off that leg. And I'm saying to myself, okay, he, he looks fine. Then the game starts. And Anthony Davis starts to limp. And I'm like, okay, maybe he might have tweaked something. He'll be all right. Then Bridges goes to the basket. Anthony Davis is the help man. He takes a swat at the ball. Normally, he's taking a, a, an angle to the basket. He's going to contest that shot and get a rebound. He doesn't do that. So I instantly tweet. Anthony Davis is hurt. The Lakers should be very, very concerned. But it gets better. Anthony Davis continues to play. Gets the ball on the baseline. And instead of high-rising and trying to get over the top of the defense, Anthony Davis thinks that he's a gymnast. He thinks that he's a master of Wiggling out of trouble. So he contorts his body around Aiton and whoever else was there. Topples to the floor. Writhing in pain. <laughs> I say to myself, you got to be kidding me. You get hurt doing that? Contorting your body? I am not throwing shade about him getting hurt. The problem that I have with Anthony Davis is that I expected this. I don't expect anything more out of Anthony Davis than what I saw on Sunday. See, last season might have been the outlier. It might have been the anomaly in the system where a guy that's uber talented, plays through the playoffs, he plays hurt, he grinds through it, wins a championship. But we're seeing the other side of it now. We're seeing what New Orleans had to deal with for seven years. A guy that's supposed to be the best player in the league and has all of these tools, can block shots, can shoot, can dribble like a guard, all of these things. But it never comes to fruition because he's never there. He's never there. So what, it, what does it matter when you can do all those things when you're not playing? You see, that's okay in New Orleans. When the expectation level is very low. Once you come to L.A. and you start doing that, oh, trust me, the response that you're going to get is not going to be pleasant. It's not going to be something that you're used to. Anthony Davis is not used to being the villain. He will quickly become the villain here, though. Because... It's all about accountability. Anthony Davis hurts himself, doesn't return for the second half. Lakers lose, the game is over, and he doesn't speak to reporters. Some people don't have a problem with it. And in some cases, I don't have a problem with it either. But 
for some reason, this particular time bothered me. A guy that's been injured this entire season with whatever injury, this ankle, Achilles, this back, shoulder, head, shoulders, knees, whatever it is, he had it, right? And we're all expecting, oh, man, once once Anthony Davis gets healthy, sky's the limit for the Lakers. They're going to be able to run the gamut in the playoffs. Hell, I was comparing them to the 95 Rockets. They are not going to be the 95 Rockets because Anthony Davis is not going to be Elijah Wan. He's not going to be Robert Ory. He's not going to be Sam Cassell because he won't be there. This is the issue that you have with securing Anthony Davis long-term. Will it get better? Possibly. But realistically, what may be the outcome? What actually may be the outcome is a guy that continues to get hurt. As he gets older and his body starts to break down even more, what are you going to expect the tail end of this contract to look like? I can tell you. I saw what the Lakers are going to be when LeBron James retires. And to be honest with you, I don't like it. I I don't like the direction of having an Anthony Davis leading the charge. I feel personally that if the if the Lakers do lose that it's time for them to explore another option on this team. Not saying to get rid of Anthony Davis, no. But maybe, just maybe, you're going to have to need another guy. Like a legit number two guy or maybe a 2A or whatever you want to call it. But you have to get somebody that's an alpha dog because Anthony Davis is not that. Great player. Love him. He's just not, he's just not an alpha guy. And that's the problem that the Lakers face is that you pigeonhole yourself into this situation where he can't play center all the time because he doesn't want to. So you have to get guys like Drummond and Gasol to fill up that lane. You got guys like Kyle Kuzma who can't finish at the rim at all. You got guys like Dennis Schroeder that dribbles into double teams and turns the ball over and makes the wrong decisions all the time. But yet he wants to have more than $85 million. He thinks he's worth more than that. So I see the future of this Laker team, and I don't like it. So what's going to change my opinion of this team? I need to see who's going to be able to step up. I'm not worried about LeBron James. He's 36. He's 36. I ain't worried about him. I am worried about the other parts, though. I'm worried about Vogel not playing Montrez Hyrule. I'm worried that Vogel didn't play Taylor last game any big significant minute. All of these things bother me. But no scenario bothers me more than really having to think about Anthony Davis and what is to come for his Laker future. 
The championship was last year great. Still celebrating. It's awesome. But in reality, present day, it doesn't look good for the present. And it also doesn't look good for the future. In other news, though, let's switch gears and then we'll head back to the NBA. Aaron Rodgers is not going to get traded by the Green Bay Packers. Oh, what a surprise. Did we really think that they were going to pull the trigger? The MVP of the league is going to get traded somewhere else for a couple of draft picks? No. No. It wasn't going to happen. So is Aaron Rodgers content with staying on this team? Or is he going to pull a Carson Palmer and retire? What should he do? Well, in my opinion, he should retire. If he's that hell-bent on not playing for this team, then retire. But if you are still invested, come back and be with your team. Hold the front office accountable. Hold the coaching staff accountable. And bond with your teammates. That's what I feel you should be able to do. Rage against the system. Rage against the machine. That's the Green Bay Packers front office. That's what you should do. It just may be time for these organizations to be taught lessons to not alienate your star quarterback. Not make them feel like they're not an important piece of your team. Don't take away all their weapons. Don't be stingy with them when it comes to contract time. You should just hand Aaron Rodgers the blank check and say, fill it out. It's already signed, kid. That's what needs to happen. So I'm curious to see the dynamic within the next few days. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers, where I think that he should be leaning, should be really leaning towards retirement. Screw it. Bet on yourself. Be done with Green Bay. I'll be fine with it. Wherever you go, wherever Aaron Rodgers goes, I root for him. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So, it's very interesting to see what happens with this. It's a saga that's probably going to last through OTAs and maybe spill into training camp as well. Who the hell knows? But what I do know is that Aaron Rodgers is a top five quarterback. He deserves to be paid like one. He deserves to be treated like one. He doesn't deserve to not have weapons. He doesn't deserve to have an incompetent GM. He doesn't deserve to have a coach that doesn't trust him in a fourth down situation in an NFC title game. He deserves more than that. So I can understand the frustration that he's going through. I really can. Because if it was me, I'd chuck him the deuces and be on the first thing smoking out of that cold-ass place, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Coming up after the break, more NBA playoff previews and opinions, because that's what I do. On a Tuesday night, 
It's all even. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, 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 we in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, listen. Shout out to the All Even podcast. My oh, man Barry oh, Grant oh, Jr. Whoa, 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 What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, you, you want to say to the people? Shout out to my young podcast. Yeah, don't make it to join. What's up? All Even. All Even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this going something. All Even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now you got well, that's a shot of you keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want your all even podcast, right? Yeah, all even. All even podcast, right? All yeah. even. Uh, that's your man. My man. Fuck. All right, shout out to all even podcast. Hundred percent. He cool. Is he? he cool? Let me see. Is he cool? Yeah. Is he? Oh, 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 Preview for the week. Right now, we got Brooklyn ahead of the Boston Celtics, 86-79. to Kevin Durant, 16 points. Kyrie Irving and James Harden have 20 and 21, respectively. You have Jason Tatum, who's starting to wake up a little bit, but still shooting terribly from the field. 7 of 20, 20 points. Marcus Smart has 12 points. Romeo Langford, 13 points. You know, he's filling in for Kemba Walker. Jabari Parker, 13 points. So they're trying to get some production here. They've had a very good third quarter to close the gap. Uh, can they be able to continue this and make it a real compelling fourth quarter? You know, they're, they're trying real hard, man. They're playing hard. So I got to give them their respect. I got to give them kudos for that. To, you know, the fact that they're not giving up. They're not rolling over and saying, okay, well, this series is over. Let's just pack it in. The mighty Nets have beat us. No. Play hard. Expose this team for the lack of defense that they do have because Milwaukee's watching. They're watching, and I can't wait. The next game we have that's going on right now on NBA TV is the Denver Nuggets at Portland. Series is tied 2-2. Denver is up 38-25 after the first quarter. Dame Dollar has seven. Nurkic has seven. That's who leads the... Portland Trailblazers for the Denver Nuggets is definitely a um, you know a scoring by committee. Everybody's getting into the action. Aaron Golden six, Michael Porter has eight, Jokic has eight, four and three, Compazzo has three, Austin Rivers has eight points. So the, everybody's getting involved. They're getting balanced scoring right now. Can that continue during the game? I'm not sure, but this is an important game. It's the swing game. Most of the teams that win game five end up winning the series. So if Denver can be able to get this game, this puts them in a great position to win the series because even if they lose in game six on the road in Portland, they're going back to Denver for game seven. With that raucous crowd that they have and the good fan base and the support, they have a chance, they have a high chance of winning this series in seven. So, you know, let's see how this game goes. It's still early. Portland can be able to come back because they can hit the three and hit a lot of them in bunches. So you can always shoot yourself back in the game when you can hit that three ball every time. So let's see how this balances out. And for the nightcap for today, game five between the Lakers and the Suns. No Anthony Davis. KCP is back after having the calf contusion or whatever that was. He's back in the starting lineup, so that's going to give the Lakers a little boost because he is a 41% uh, three-point shooter this year. 
And everybody knows that what LeBron James has to do is go nuclear. He has to go back to vintage Braun and save the season for the Lakers. It's not game over if they lose this game, but it definitely does put them in a bad spot that you don't want to be in. You don't want to be down 3-2 going into Staples. You want to be up 3-2 going into Staples. Next up is going to be the Wednesday matchups. First game we're going to have tip-off is going to be the Wizards and Sixers. Game 5 that's going to be in Philadelphia. Washington pulls off the upset in Game 4. They avoid the sweep. And B goes down with knee soreness. He couldn't continue the game, and they lost. Ben Simmons had a rough one. Can he be able to bounce back? Absolutely, but his free throw shooting is, is, is a disaster. So if teams are going to use that strategy against him, He's going to have to knock down at least 7 of 10. Got to at least knock down 70, 75% of your free throws to make guys look at you and say that they're not going to foul you anymore. But Ben Simmons' free throw shooting has been a concern. So if I have to pick a team that's going to win game five, honestly, I'm going to go with Washington. I think Washington pulls out a, a close one, but I think this is the last game that they win in this series. I believe that Joel Embiid is going to come back to dominate game six, beat the hell out of them. It's not going to be a close game in six, and Philadelphia advances. Next game after this is going to be game five between the Hawks and the Knicks. We have Clint Capella calling out the Knicks and saying that he, you know, he doesn't really respect their quote-unquote physical style of play, and he's going to send their ass on vacation. After this game, they're, they're at home. The Knicks are at home. He said that we're going to pack you up, send you on vacation because you're not going to be able to stay in New York after this L. Big, big words from Capella. I like it. Then what was the response? Julius Randle, well, I, I, I don't even address Capella. Yeah, you should. You should. Derrick Rose, I've never talked nonsense in my life. I'm not going to start now. Okay, maybe you should. Maybe it'll give your team a boost. A morale boost, some confidence. Be able to say, yo, you believe what Capella said about me or us? Let's go ahead and go get these guys, man. Instead, you poo-pooed away. Because maybe they know the truth, too. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they already got their Hawaiian shirts packed up in their, their suitcase. Maybe. So I'm curious to see what type of fight, what type of response the Knicks have in that game. Because... The, the Hawks want the smoke. They want all of it. Next up is going to be game five between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Utah Jazz. Utah is up 3-1. They're looking to close out the series at home. I believe that they do close out the series at home. Uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell, since he's been back, Utah has been phenomenal. They've executed well. They've hit timely shots. They've hit a lot of big threes. And... You know, that's pretty much it. Memphis doesn't have enough. It's not the fact that they're not a good team, a good young team, but they're just not ready yet. They, they need to bake a little more. So it may take them another year or two to get where they want to be, but they're very close, and they're a very competitive team. I like the fight that they've showed, but I think that they're outmatched in this series. Next game after this is going to be obviously the one that is going to set the tone for my week. Mavericks at Clippers, game five, series tied at 2-2. Two -two. 
Clippers are back home after losing the first two games on their home court, quote-unquote home court. Can they be able to win this game and get that advantage, that 3-2 advantage going back to Dallas? No, I have Dallas winning this game 115-113. Luka has a big game. He ends up winning, putting this series on the brink for the Clippers going back to Dallas. But do I feel that Dallas can be able to close it out in six? No, I don't. So we're looking at a seven-game series, unfortunately. Wasn't supposed to be this way, but we'll probably get that. For Thursday, game six between the Suns and Lakers. I believe that the Lakers are going to win tonight, and they're going to go ahead and close it out in six. LeBron James is going to feel very comfortable not playing with AD for these two games, and he's going to perform. Guys are going to step up. I believe that the Lakers are the better team. I believe that from day one. I still believe that. Lakers and six. Next game we have on Thursday is also going to be Nuggets and Trailblazers. I believe that Denver wins five, and then I believe that Denver wins six as well. Denver is going to win these back-to-back games. They're going to clinch and advance to the next round where they're going to face either the Suns or the Lakers, but I've already said that the Lakers will win. So I'm banking on Nuggets and Lakers in round two, which is going to be a doozy. On Friday, who do we have? Sixers and Wizards. As I said, Wizards are going to win game five. I have the Sixers winning game six and wrapping up the series. We also have Clippers and Mavericks. Mavericks are going to lose game six, and they're going to force a seven. So it's going to be a home series. That's the way it feels to me. However, I am going to be locked in because I want to see how Waldo George performs. We are now looking at closeout games, closeout situations, clutch, crunch time games. How will he respond? Being down 0-2, pressure is not on you. You can be able to perform, but when it's 2-2, when it's 3-2 or 3-3, can you be able to elevate your game, elevate your teammates, keep your composure, and make big shots? I don't know if you can because it's Waldo George at the end of the day. He hits the sides of backboards in clutch situations. He dribbles off his foot. He takes bad shots. That's what I'm used to. So is he going to be able to change my mind? No. But I'm open to be wrong. I really am. There's a lot riding on this this series for me. Shouts to Fan Podcast. John John. Henny Dre. You know, John John told me, listen, I got to put on a Clippers jersey. A Paul George jersey if they win the title or some nonsense. Like, it ain't happening. So I ain't got to worry about that. It ain't happening. But if it does, what a miserable, miserable summer is going to be for me. <laughs> like, just thinking about it, man. Oh, oh, brings me nightmares. Now we're going to have to wait until Saturday to see if we're going to have some new second round matchups. So that's what that's what we're looking for going forward. So I'm I'm excited to see what we have for the rest of the week. It's going to be some great games that are played. Must-see games. So 
Lock in because it's playoff time, baby, and it only gets better from here. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Tuesday night. It's all even. This is the God, Jensen Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also, check us out at cigargentsandgals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So, without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So who is my first candidate for Dummy of the Week? May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is the NBA fans. The NBA fans that have acted a fool they are my candidates for dummy yeah because all it took was covid to happen for people to be put in a situation where they're not comfortable and everybody's inside they can't have contact and you know a lot of things happen now country's starting to open back up people can be able to go to ball games again concerts all that stuff and people don't know how to act. In New York, we had the spitting issue. In Philly, we had the throwing of the popcorn issue. Then we had the guy running onto the court. In Utah, we had racial remarks and all types of different stuff being thrown at John Moran's father and family. What is wrong with you people? The first time that you get out to be able to have fun and to cheer teams on, you're acting like this is a bar and roadhouse. <laughs> like, what are we doing? You see, what happens is that this is not a baseball game where fans get tuned up. I don't see fans get tuned up at basketball events. That's probably the reason why they continue to overstep their boundaries if there was a one hit a quitter in the stands that was knocking these dudes out maybe then we'd have some more reservation from these wild nutty people and say you know what i seen that dude get knocked from his chair <laughs> i don't think i want to take that that risk man i think i just want to sit here enjoy the game boo and do whatever i gotta do but i'm gonna stay right here i'm not gonna throw nothing just be normal, man. Just be normal people. I remember when Hulk Hogan turned his back on Macho Man and joined the NWO and used to see uh, people throwing beer bottles and soda bottles and coins and all types of stuff in the ring. That's wrestling. That's fine. That's wrestling. But this is the NBA. This is basketball. Act accordingly. Act like people. Because I can guarantee you if any of these NBA players were to go up in the stands and see y'all, it's not going to end well. <laughs> so just stop. Just stop. New York fans, stop. Philly fans, stop. 
Boston fans, stop. So it's, it's like the big markets, they don't know how to act. And then, of course, you're going to sprinkle in Utah as well. Grow up or get shown them hands. That, that's easy. Easy solution. That's how it should be handled. Adam Silver should just... Uh, <laughs> obviously, he's not going to do this, but... In a perfect world, in my head, Adam Silver should just allow people to go up there and go challenge whoever's up there causing a ruckus. <laughs> that's 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 what a perfect world looks like to me. Here comes a new challenger. Oh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we have two new contestants for Dummy of the Week as well. Big Baby Davis. And Kevin Garnett, they go ahead and they criticize Kyrie Irving for stepping on Lucky's face in Boston. And they're over here talking about, oh, well, you know, people get tuned up for less and blah, blah, blah. It's like, are we talking about the same thing here? Is Lucky a person? Was it actually the physical mascot that Kyrie stepped on? No, it was a picture. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we have lost our minds. We have completely lost our minds. People are storming the courts. They're throwing things. And now we're taking up for a picture, a logo that's on center court. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to lie to you. This Boston Celtics, that regime that won the championship, they all bother me because they all come from this weird mindset of well Ray Allen should have never left and he's not one of us Just shut up and now it's like you're going to do this to Lucky do you know Lucky personally has Lucky been to your house has your kids played with Lucky did Lucky get you out of a financial jam <laughs> we're talking about a picture on the court Big Baby Davis has always come off as a tough guy. And it's just like, of all the things to be tough about, Lucky, a picture, a drawing, a logo, stop it. Just stop it. What Kyrie Irving did to me, no big deal. But you guys took it to another level. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, let's go see them dudes down the street, man. All right, cool. Say no more. What did they do? Yo, they stepped on that Toyota sign, man. And you know I love Toyotas, my dude. So, like, what? Your man go look at you like, yo, you had me ready to ride out for a Toyota sign, man? What type of stuff you drinking today? Or smoking? I ain't, I ain't with that time. Everybody who saw what Kyrie did is like, oh, okay, cool. He, he going to do that. But once Big Baby opened his mouth, everybody was like, all right, cool. All right, I'm on Kyrie's side now because what, what this dude is talking about, you just going extra. Like, you obviously had this pent up and wanted to say something for a while, and you took a chance to defend <laughs> defend a picture that somebody drew. Okay. There's a reason why Glenn Big Baby Davis is no longer in the NBA. There's a reason why he's not... An analyst somewhere because nobody cares. <laughs> 
So the NBA fans, Big Baby Davis and Kevin Garnett, y'all going way too hard taking these L's. But you're possibly winners for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. I'll see you guys on Saturday. Until then, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Podbean, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.